You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so tonight, Be'ezrus Hashem, we're going to be beginning again, and we're going to pick up from where we left off, and also beginning from where we left off. We're going to start a new series of Shirim Be'ezrus Hashem, and the series of Shirim is going to be titled The Laughter of Yitzchak. Laughter of Yitzchak, Srik Di Yitzchak. Now, Srik Di Yitzchak, that phrase, the laughter of Yitzchak, is a phrase that's very dear to me. It's not necessarily found in Svarim, but it's like the Yitzchak. It's something that, you know, two Svarim that I was able to put out, I, I titled Slaik the Yitzchak because this Indian of the laughter of Yitzchak and the Shairish of Yitzchak in laughter and laughter in Yitzchak is ultimately on a certain level an Iker Nakuda in what I think the Torah HaKadosh is saying, what the Tzadikim are saying. And Be'ezrus Hashem, we should be Zaychet to enter into the world of Yitzchak and to and to understand a little bit of of one individual's understanding of what the tzaddikim are saying about Yitzchak Avinu. Now, obviously, and it goes without saying, that as the Atar Rebbe Sfusiyogenelinu taught us, that a person has to live with the times, which means to say that what is found in the Torah Hakadosha is not simply a, a recurrence of events or a recording of events that has taken place in the past, but rather is an experience and an opportunity to experience everything that is written in the Torah and all of its manifold expressions in real time within the individual themselves. Each and every person is an ois in the Torah. Each and every person is a letter that contains all other osios of the Torah. Each person is the Torah themselves, which means to say that everything that is taking place from the beginning of creation till the end of Devarim is all ultimately something that is also taking place within the individual on their psycho-spiritual experience in accordance with their own subjective feelings about what these ideas mean to them and their relationship with God. And so when we talk about Avraham and Yitzhak and Yaakov, when we talk about the forefathers, when the Ramban, when Nachmanides describes Maisa Avos, Simen Labanim, that the events of our forefathers are a sign or a, a hermeneutical mark that, that reminds us to, to contemplate something being hidden here, it's a simon, it points to something. On a certain level, what the tzaddikim say is it's not simply that things that have happened in the past will reoccur in their external casings, but rather the experiences that have happened in the past, every iteration of the Torah throughout Torah Bichsav, Torah Shabbat is also taking place within the individual as well in their own psychological neshamadika world. And when we talk about Yitzchak Avinu, when we talk about anything, we're not simply talking about the historical Yitzchak, the son of Avram and the father of Yaakov, which we're also talking about on a certain level. But more importantly, at least in the way that I'm trying to convey the ideas that I see in the words of the tzaddikim in this context, is that more importantly, it's to understand what does Yitzchak mean for me? What does it mean to be Yitzchak? What does it mean to be Makusher to the Nakuda of Yitzchak in myself? 
Every Jew has a Nekud of Avram, a Nekud of Yitzchak, a Nekud of Yaakov, a Nekud of Moshe, of Aaron, of David, of Shlomo. We all have these Nekudos in us. And what does it mean to, to experience life through the lens of that Yitzchak perspective, through that Koyach and the Neshama that's referred to as Yitzchak, from that psychological space, from that way of looking that is associated with the world of Yitzchak and the origin story of Yitzchak, the process of Yitzchak, and the ultimate future role of Yitzhak Avinu. That's what we're going to be trying to understand in these series of Shirim. Now, a lot of the ideas are going to be expressive of the same klal. But what I want to do now, in, in terms of a preparation, is to talk about the shaykhs of Yitzhak Avinu specifically to the future, to redemption, to geula, to the emergence of a fixedness that has always been present in what appeared to be brokenness, but the brokenness prior to the revelation of the fixing appears so real and so expressive that a person begins to doubt, forget, not believe, God forbid, lose hope in the fixedness of all things. And the geula is a shlav, it's another layer being revealed of the fixedness of things. Any situation that I'm in, prior to its fixing, I encounter that moment as broken, I encounter that moment as deficient, as missing something, Something, as in search for something, as yearning after something that promises it uh, a perpetual, you know, promise of fullness. That's a state of brokenness. A state of shvira is where a person's perspective is, is yearning towards something that is not yet present. And then there's an akuda of tikkun. There's an akuda of tikkun in that moment, which is that everything is present right here, right now. Everything is present right here, right now. And every unfolding, every moment that we have the ability to say, ah, oh, Hashem, you're with me in this moment as well. You were with me in that moment, even though I have no idea how it's possible because I did not see you there. Every unfolding of another recognition that Hashem was with us and is with us in that moment is an Indian of Geula. And that Indian of Geula in each and every one of our lives is going to be very much related to the sugya of Yitzhak Avinu. Now the Zayra Kadr says in Parshas Todos that it's in the Medrash Ne'elam that Elu told us Yitzchak, Elu told us Hasfeik, Elu told us Hasfeik, these are the offspring of laughter. This is what the ripple effects of laughter bring into reality. And the Zohar HaKadosh goes into describing what it's talking about when it's talking about laughter. It's talking about the Suda of the Levyasan. It's talking about the eventual revelation that all things were fixed and all things were perpetually connected in spite of the fact that things appeared disconnected. And that Suda of the Levyasan that's going to take place, as we know, in Gehenna. The only place large enough for that Suda of the Levyasin is going to take place in the hell that people experience in this world or that is populated in whatever sense. Rabbi Rucham Levavitz of Mir says that the Lushan of Yorde Gehenim, which is the Lushan that's brought down in Masechus Beitza on Daflam and Beis, that the Yorde Gehenim, Rav Yerucham Levavitz points out that it doesn't mean that Yorde Gehenim are people who go into Gehenim once at the end of their lives. But Yorde Gehenim is a mashmaus that there's a type of experience in life which is to be perpetually on the way towards what one might refer to as Gehenim or what we described as He'edar, as absence. And the Suda of Laviasan is going to take place in Gehenim because it's going to be revealed that everything that appeared to be absent is in truth going to be revealed to be full. And that's where the laughter is going to come from. The laughter of redemption is the revelation that that which appeared to be empty is in truth full and was in truth full. And we always knew that it was full in spite of the fact that we had absolutely no belief whatsoever that it was full. And Elu told us this is makusher as we see from the Zayar Kaddish to Yitzchak Avinu. To the life of Yitzchak Avinu, to the name of Yitzchak, as we saw in last week's Parsha and Parsha's Lech Lecha, that Yitzchak 
is a name that was given prior to Yitzhak being born. Hashem, so to speak, gave Avram Avinu and Sarah the directive to name their child Yitzhak. Why? Because when Sarah heard about the eventual birth of Yitzhak, she laughed. She laughed. And Avram Avinu laughed. And the whole world was going to laugh. And because the whole world was going to laugh with the emergence of Yitzchak, we're going to call him Yitzchak. So clearly there's a deep and inherent, not simply an incidental, but an inherent, expressive and fundamental connection between Yitzchak and laughter to the extent that laughter is only possible because of Yitzchak and Yitzchak is only possible because of laughter. Now, Yitzchak Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu occupies a, a very, very strange space within the Torah HaKadoshim, within Panim Torah. On the one hand, as is expressive in the life of Yitzchak, as is expressed in the notion that Yitzchak Avinu is identified with Gevura, the Pachad of Yitzchak, a certain fear, a certain paralysis, a certain Charadagadola, a certain terror at the face of something that is broken in the world, something that is not right in the world. Yitzchak is not proactive. Yitzchak is passive. Yitzchak is not looking to get up and change things. Yitzchak is looking to ensure that things remain the way that they are, because on a certain level, if I try and change the way things are, there's a fear and anxiety that things might get more broken than they already were, at least externally. And because of that anticipatory fear of a breakdown that would make things worse... So there's a procrastination that pushes away the possibility of something new and says, I'd rather rest in what is known, even though it's broken. And that passivity of Yitzchak on an external level is rooted in gavura, in din, in restriction, in fear, in uncertainty, in a, in a, a difficult presence in this world. And we know that Yitzchak represents the name of Elohim. It represents the name of gavura, of constriction, of hiddenness, of concealment. It's the opposite of the grace and the chesed of Avram Avinu, who's proactive, who moves outwards beyond himself, flowing down from the heights like water that sees expression everywhere until there's a prevention. Yitzchak Avinu is fire, it's constriction, it's, it's withholding, it's withdrawal. But on the other hand, what we see with Yitzchak Avinu is that it's the birthplace of laughter. It's where Simcha comes from. We see expressed throughout the writings of the Vilna Gon, throughout the writings of the Zayar Kaddish and the Tikkunai Zayar and all of the Tzadikim, that Simcha is associated with Yitzchak. Simcha is rooted in Yitzchak. Joy, the possibility of joy, the possibility of presence, the possibility of laughing, the possibility of taking things ever so slightly lighter and less seriously in this world in which we can open ourselves up towards the calmness at the heart of experience as opposed to the frenetic neurosis of all things that that possibility, that joy, that pocket of joy that exists within the heart and the mind of each and every person is only possible because of Yitzchak. And as we saw in the name of the Zayra Kadosh, that Yitzchak is the laughter of La'asid Lavo, and that Yitzchak is the place of blessing, and that Yitzchak is the place of wealth. We see that Yitzchak is, is rooted in wealth, in Ashiras, in, in surplus, in excess, in, in a presentness of all things without any desire without any restriction. Yitzchak had what he wanted. Yitzchak was calm as all calmness. And the tzaddikim picked up on this discrepancy, obviously. They picked up on the absurdity at the heart of Yitzchak Avinu, that on the one hand, he represents restriction and constriction and withdrawal. And on the other hand, Yitzchak represents laughter and redemption and transversals and revolutions and redemptions and openings and possibilities and births and wealth. To the extent that there's a teaching that's brought down, and this is a teaching that we've discussed together before in previous shirim, it's a teaching that's brought down by the Beis Yosef, 
teaching that's brought down from the Magid, that he was receiving teachings from a Magid that is very much associated with the light of Bina, like the Ramchal received from this Malach also, whose name is rooted in an inner hearing. This inner inaudible voice is rooted in Yitzhak Avinu, it's the Shmia of Bina, so it's not, it's not surprising that it's this tzaddik specifically through the inner auditory experience that's rooted in Bina, which is the Shoresh of Yitzchak, Ani li, Bina, Veli Gevura, I am Bina, and Gevura emerges from me. As the Zara Kadr says that Yitzchak Avinu is Bina, Avram Avinu is Chachma, Yitzchak is Bina, Yaakov Avinu is Das or Keser. So the fact that the Beis Yosef HaKadosh was receiving this from the Malach Shmui, etc., was because it was deeply connected with the same idea of Gevura, of sweetening Gevura. And the teaching is as follows, that when Avimelech and his Tsar Tzava try and make a treaty with Avram Avinu because they see his successes, they say, Re'eh, we saw that you have bracha, we saw that you have something good going on here and we want to be part of this, we want to join in in a treaty of sorts with you. And they joined in and they make some financial agreement. But when it comes to Yitzhak Avinu, when they see the wealth by Yitzhak Avinu, it says, Re'e Ra'inu, for we have truly seen. And the Beis Yosef HaKadosh asks, and Magid Me'asharim, and the Said Yisharim asks us as well, Rav Gershon Henech, liner of Radzin, in the name of Rav Simcha Bunim of Pshischa in Parshas Toldos, where it says, Re'e Ra'inu, we have surely seen. Why is it a doubled Lashon of Re'e? Why is it that we have seen, we have seen? Why not the singular form of seeing? And so what the Tzadikim say is that when it comes to Avram Avinu, when it comes to Chesed, when it comes to things moving smoothly in one's life, when it comes to the boiker of Avraham, to the illumination of the mind associated with the chesed of Avraham Avinu, the fluidity of all things, the enmeshment of all things, the connectivity and the and the smooth flow that one experiences. So at that point, it's not such a chiddush. There's no novelty in seeing goodness there. And all I have to do is look once. It's explicit. It's real. It's present. Everybody could see the blessing that emerges from a place like that. It's easy street. It's the good life. But when it comes to Yitzchak Avinu, when it comes to Gvura, when it comes to Din, it's not apparent at first glance. A person has to do a double take. A person has to return to what they already were certain about, yet question their original certainty and break through the sheath of that certainty to see things in a new way. That double take, that doubling, that once and that twice, that birthplace of laughter, ha and ha. The doubled experience of I thought something was one way and yet it transforms itself into another way. We have surely seen we do a double take. Because by Yitzchak, why are you rich? How do you have growth? How do you have exponential growth? You're gvura, you're meant to be restriction and constriction and removal. But when a person has eyes of when a person has eyes of I will look and I will look inside of that looking, I will allow myself to question my certainties and perhaps open myself up to the possibility that things are not quite exactly the way that I assume them to be, that's where I open myself up to the possibility of laughter. That's where I open myself up to the possibility of redemption. That in order to understand the paradox, not to undo the paradox, there's no undoing of the paradox. The paradox is the very essence of Yitzhak Avinu. It's the impossible upholding of two paradoxical truths that coexist at once with neither diminishing the expression of the other and in somehow, some way, through spooky action at a distance, each one giving chayas and vitality to the other one to the extent that these two twin pulsations at the heart of the Yitzchak experience, which is on the one hand a concealment, on the other hand a revelation, on the one hand a removal, on the other hand an expression, that the dance, the impossible dance of this paradox is the very slok of Yitzchak itself. So we're not going to try and undo the paradox. We're going to try and enter into the paradox of Yitzhak Avinu. We're going to try and learn what it means to laugh like Yitzhak Avinu. 
we're going to learn what it means to find Yitzhak Avinu in ourselves. And tonight, not to not to go too not to go too far tonight, because Bezer Hashem, what we'll do is we're going to learn sugyas in Yitzhak Avinu, and what I'm going to try and do bli neder is to try and learn it from from Svarim to show one makor for each Indian where where we see this explicitly in the words of the tzaddikim where we see that the tzaddikim understood deeply every possible expression that we're possibly searching for in our lives. And if a person is attuned to what they're searching for, what they want from the Torah, then the Torah begins to offer itself to them. This is what the Sabbath Mishpatim is all about, that the Torah is like a princess who hides within a tower, hidden away, revealing itself and concealing itself the closer one comes. From afar, it appears that things are revealed. The closer I come, it's concealed. The Torah HaKadosh reveals and conceals herself to each and every individual. As the Saidi Sharm says in his parish on the Zayar HaKadosh, Tefer that each and every Yid, just as each and every Yid is a Nekuda in the Torah, an Os in the Torah, each and every Yid has their Nekuda in Torah, their idea. And that idea is going to be found in every possible iteration of Torah. That the entire Torah is just infinite expressions of that person's one singular idea. And we're going to see through the Torah of Yitzchak Avinu, we're going to see how the tzaddikim were giving us access to everything that we're searching for. Everything that can possibly be deemed therapeutic and, and healthy in transforming a person's life from a place of despondency into a place of redemption, from a place of hopelessness into a place of hope is within and hidden within the Torah, which is mipi ha which is the shayrish of Yitzchak Avinu. It's the ayalo shal Yitzchak, that shofar of Harsinai, which is associated with the expression of the Torah. Yitzchak is the Torah. Limitation, letters, writing, it's all part and parcel of the same sugya. What we'll look at right now is simply a Gemara in Masecha Shabbos, which is going to be the source text, the proof text that we're going to be working with throughout these series of Shirim to gain a little bit more insight into where is Yitzchak within us and where are we within Yitzchak and how can we experience the laughter as well as travel through the difficulties of Yitzchak to uncover the secret of the Sveik of Yitzchak. The Yesha Amiti, Sveik of Yitzchak, is Roshetevo Shai. It's the Yesha Amiti. It's the, the real way of experiencing this world in its, in its truest form of seeing the infinite light of the Rabbonish Shlaila Minute. So this is on Daf Petas Amid Beis in Mesech Shabbos. And just a remez Ladavar, Tzadi is a Tzadik. On Shabbos, in Mesech Shabbos, there's a Neshami Yaseira that each and every person is a Tzadik. Each and every person is revealed. We know that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was referred to as Shabbos. Shabbos is the Nekud of the Tzadik. Tzadik HaTamar Yifrach, or Zarul HaTzadik, Yerili Shreilev Simcha. It's Mokusher to the Tzadikim of Moshe, Yosef, and David, as we see by Shalashudis, which is really just the way of properly understanding our relationships with the Neshamas of the Tzadikim, who were nostalgic at that time. And so Shabbos is the Indian of being a tzaddik, and then on Shabbos, Klal Yisrael is deemed as tzaddikim. There's a Klal Gadol that a person doesn't lie on Shabbos, because B'Shay Rosham, each and every Yid, with the Nekud of Shabbos, lives the experience of Or HaTzadik. But Peites Amad Beis is, is right before tzaddik. It's right before a person uncovers that darga of tzadi, of tzadik, of daft tzadi in Mesecha Shabbos. It's that place right before feeling the true value of being a tzadik in Mesecha Shabbos, in Shabbos. And because Yitzchak Avinu is this paradoxical space where we're going to find closeness by way of distance, and distance, the more we assume we have closeness, so it's not about reaching the ois tzadi, which is the or zarul tzadik, but it's about being very, very close to the light of the tzadik, being very, very close, but yet recognizing that there will always be a gap.
I'm not at the Oistzadi in Mesecha Shabbos. I'm still holding at Peites Amad Beis. And the goal is to understand the gap that exists between Peites Amad Beis, which is almost like the 49th Shah of Bina, versus the Tzadi, which is going to be the 50th Shah of Bina. What it means to live in that Halal Hapanui. What it means to live and learn how to traverse that impossible place of absence and distance, which is associated with Yitzchak, as we're going to see from Rabbi Nachman in Torah Tzamech Dalet. So this is what Chazal tell us on Mesech HaShabbos, Taf Peites Amad Beis. Amr of Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmani says, Amr of Yonisan, in the name of Yonisan, May dechsev ki ata avinu, ki avram lo yadanu v'yisrael yakirenu ata Hashem avinu go'aleinu me'olem shimcha. So the Pasuk says that you are our father. Avram doesn't recognize us. Yaakov doesn't recognize us. You, Hashem, our Father, our Redeemer, forever and, and perpetually eternal is your name. In the future, when it comes time for the revelation of the future, for the possibility of openness, for the possibility of things continuing beyond their endings, from redemption, from the arrival of Mashiach, in whatever way that manifests through Hasachadas, it should be it should be immediate. In the future, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to come to Avram and he's going to say, Your children have transgressed. Your children have missed the point. There's a chisaron, there's a lack, there's a deficiency. They, they were not successful in the way that external expression deems success. Erase them for the sake of the glory of your name. What possible thing can we even talk about when it comes to the glory of your name, Rabbi Nishlelem? Even Nishmas Yisrael, Chas V'Shalom. We'll see, Avram Avinu's answer here is not the one that we see as right. Because the person always has to be Machabed the Ben over the Av, as we see. That in truth, Nishmas Yisrael is rooted in the highest place. That's what Yitzchak Avinu teaches us. So Avram Avinu says that, uh, get, rid of, get rid of, erase the inequity, erase the transgression, or that negativity, as Rav Sadduk explains, for the sake of your holy name, just get rid of it. So Klai Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on behalf of Klai Yisrael says, let's go ask Yaakov Avinu. He struggled with children. He experienced what it means to struggle. He had the 12 Shvatim. He understood. He could be sympathetic. He could be empathetic to the struggle of Klai Yisrael. He understands what it's like to struggle. Maybe Yaakov Avinu is going to come to ask Rachamim. Again, Rachamim Davka, because that's the avoid of Yaakov Avinu. The Rabbani Shalom says, Malachim come and say, that your children have transgressed, your children are stuck. Erase it. Reveal the glory of your name. Don't wait for Klai Yisrael to come back. Don't wait for the Chisaron to be Mushlam. Don't wait for that which appears broken to be fixed. Just fix it immediately. Forget about it. Saba, Avram Avinu doesn't have a, a reason, and Yaakov Avinu doesn't have a reason. They came to Yitzchak Avinu Banechacha to your children have transgressed. Your children have transgressed. He says in front of the Rabbanishlelem, My kids and not your kids. My children are not your children. You're placing the burden of responsibility on Klal Yisrael, on the Avos HaKadoshim, on the Neshama in this world. No, 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 Rabbi Nishlelem. The only possibility is if you take your share as well here. Because you brought us here. You put us in this world. So he says, my kids, not your kids. 
At the moment that Bnei Yisrael understood the secret of Nasa Vanishma, of receiving the Torah, of what it means to laugh with Yitzchak, Karaslam Bnei Bechayri. At that point, you recognize them as your Bnei Bechayri, as the essential point of all things. Nishma Yisrael, the Chisaron at the heart of each and every individual, the Malchus of each of us is Be'em is going to be the Eishas Chayla Taras Baila. It's going to be the crown of the husband. It's the Malchus Agnuza Baradla. It's the concealment of this worldliness that is in truth rooted in the loftiest possible expression of the Rabbi Shalalim's hiddenness in this world, which is the Reshad Lois Yada, the unknowable head, the, the Gar of Atik, and that high place. Now they're my kids and not your kids. And really, if we're going to be looking at them and holding them responsible, how much did they really mess up? How many years does a person live? Shivim Shana. Take away 20 years when they're not going to be considered liable. So what's remaining? 50 years. Take off 25 years, which is the nighttime, which is the natural concealment of this world. You can't expect them. You can't expect them to break free from that. In the end of the day, you have 25 hours, which is Koi, which is Malchus. Take away all the time that is allotted to human necessity. And you're going to split that in half. So, if you're willing to take all of it, mutav, that's great, then everything's good. And if not, I'll take half and you take half. I'm willing to split. I'm willing to take it. And if you want to say that everything should be on, everything should be on me, I gave myself to you, Rabbi Nishlaylam. I died for you, Rabbi Nishlaylam. I lived in the concealment for you, Rabbi Nishlaylam. I was ne'ekad al-gabe mizbeach. Pischav yomru. At that point, Klai Yisrael was going to open and say, Ki'ata avinu, you Yitzchak avinu, our father. You Yitzchak avinu, our father. And the Gemara continues, and we're going to see the continuation of the Gemara throughout the Shirin. But we see that it's going to be Yitzchak specifically who teaches us how to get into Geula. It's going to be Yitzchak who teaches us how to laugh. It's going to be the encounter-intuitive concealment of Yitzchak Avinu that is going to reveal the infinite possibilities of presence that a person is experiencing at every single moment in this world, especially the Yitzchak moments, especially the moments where a person has to say, Re'e Re'inu. And with the laughter of Yitzchak, we're going to see Yitzchak as tzimtzum, as concealment, as possibility of impossibility of ancient Yesh Ba'ilam Klal. We're going to see how Yitzchak Avinu is mukusher to all of the tzaddikim. The Arizal was Yitzchak. Rabbi Nachman wanted to be called Yitzchak. The Kamarna was Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak Kutner, all of the tzaddikim were mukusher to the or of Yitzchak Avinu. And we're going to see how each and every one of them are giving us, and the base medrash of Ishbitz and Radzin is essential here, but we're going to see what it means to learn how to laugh with Yitzchak, what it means to be present with Yitzchak, what it means to be brazen like Yitzchak Avinu, and Be'ezr Sashem will learn how to laugh with Yitzchak Avinu as well. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.